everybody, this is Sam from Sounds Like Sam. Hope you're having a good day. Today I'm going to be talking to Tree Guy or Tree Man. A couple months ago, I worked with him in Mississippi uh, at the Beau Rivage in Biloxi. Helped him cut trees. Uh, he's basically like the super connector of New Orleans. So if anybody is listening in New Orleans, you probably he's probably been to your house and cut your trees. So hey, hey, hey Tree Man, how's it going? Fine, Sam. How are you? I'm doing. I'm doing well. Uh, glad to have you on the show. Should be. Should be good one. Great. Great to be here. And uh, I want to thank you again for working with me the, the four or five weeks. Not. Not gonna lie. They. Uh, uh, the, the first week was probably just the toughest, just because I introduced you to Island Boys. <laughs> which is, which is funny because uh, I think, almost every single day. You, you would call out from the tree like, Island boy, and we wear vests, yeah. I know, I, I have a bad habit of uh, repeating things that are aggravating, so I, I want to apologize for that. But that's part no, of you're, no, it's fine. <laughs> I just thought it was funny. I mean, yeah, it was annoying for a little bit, but... Uh, you, you knew how, it, I, you know how the Island Boys came up, huh? A friend of mine puts a, a little a, a, a crew, K-R-E-W-E. He has a crew that's called the Dead Rockstars. Mm-hmm. And they march in the Muses Parade on Thursday night. And this past year, they have a, one float. The rest of the guys, I think it's over 100 guys, march in the parade. And the float, they usually try to get someone who looks like someone famous and put them on the float mm-hmm. and they found guys who looked like the island boys put them on the float and the next day the local newspaper wrote up that the dead rock stars had special guests come in the island boys and unbeknownst <laughs> to them that <laughs> they were imposters oh yeah i remember I, I remember that that was that was funny oh they did the I same thing the yeah that was like your first introduction and then we listened to their 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 one hit, good good time. Introduced it to uh, to G- my son-in-law Jared and his friends that were in town for the uh, final four. That's right. They had it that like right as we were walking out. That uh, I can't remember if it was the first day or second day, but uh, they were calling you Island Dave on the drive there. Oh, that was I thought that was funny. It's like that was, uh, that was very funny. Just like uh, Cup Guy. Oh yeah, guy, guy, guy. guy. Yeah, that was that was good. Good times. Well, basically, uh, worked for you for five weeks. Uh, Part part on weekends we would spend it in New Orleans. Uh, Weekdays we'd go to the Biloxi uh, Casino and Resort. Work work the trees. I think we did like how many oaks was it? Like twenty six. Twenty nine. Yeah, that 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 was a good time. And honestly, it was such a great deal. Like. Totally earned it. All I think I ate like I I gained ten pounds, uh, being there because I we ate in the EDR, like almost two or three times a day, where it was just like a buffet line of anything you can eat. Oh, there's Layla. <laughs> she, just, she just snuck in. I forgot I left the door open. Layla Layla knows Sam very well because. Uh, 
to and jump in his bed when he was working for the Padres. That's right. Uh, and wake him up every morning. I think she recognizes his voice. <laughs> That's She's so funny. 17 years old. That's hilarious. Yeah, I remember like one of like at least two or three times I woke up at like four in the morning and Layla was like, I, I checked to see what time it is and I was looking for my phone and I was like, there's a, there's a cat on, there's a butt on my phone. It was Layla's butt. She was sitting on my phone at like four in the morning. And then I was like, oh, Layla, get out of here. I was like, it was, and then she was like meowing and I was like, oh, that's, that's cool. But then like she meowed for like another like 10 minutes. I was like, okay, you need to go now. And so I think I just let her, I let her, uh, I think I just let her outside and I was like, get it, get out of here. But, uh, but yeah, we're like, I'd wake up at like 5.30 a.m. and she'd like crawl over my head. I would make, I would wake up at like 5 or 5.30 to make up coffee, make coffee and she would be out standing outside your room just looking at the door. <laughs> That's so funny. Well, because it's, she also made like a nice little, uh like cat bed out of my t-shirts <laughs> in, in like a drawer I had like she'd crawl in the drawer and just sit in it yeah it was funny soft. it must have been 100% cop, cotton it, I think it was <laughs> yeah but uh yeah Lay- Layla was great hopefully she's doing well I think she has to go to the vet here shortly to get her rabies shot or something nice that's fun yeah, she, she's looking forward to it. She likes, she likes to drive over to the vet. She sits in the front seat and puts her legs on the dashboard, her front paws. Nice. <laughs> and looks around, and just and her and looks around the neighborhood. And if people actually see her, they give me the double look. Like, man, that's weird. <laughs> look at that big old cat. That's. <laughs> yeah, Princess Layla. Yeah. Uh. Well. Yeah. That's a little bit about David. Or, what about the security guard? Which she told <laughs> yeah, I know. I was just about to bring that up where she thought we were, um, uh, that I was going to take over my dad's business. Even though, uh, for the record, we are not father and son. Uh, I'm his, I'm his uh, nephew. Yeah, I, I definitely remember that. And I was just like, wait, what? <laughs> when I was there, uh, I, I was staying at your house in New Orleans on the weekends because we worked during the week. And I, I swear we went every day we were there, we went to Smoothie King and got a, you I think you got like a chocolate Hulk every single day like an extra, the the thirty two ounce or four, uh, thirty two ounce, and then we'd always drive by uh, we do drive bys past uh, Arch Manning who is a, uh, a uh, Cooper Manning's son who's like the number one quarterback in high school for the twenty twenty three class. And uh, our our goal, he hasn't announced who he's going to. So our plan was uh, to see if he would come out, and uh, so that we could jump out, so that I could go and jump out of the the car and go ask him like my five quick questions, uh, which were, uh, Arch Manning, what's your favorite color? Crimson red, tiger gold, Texas orange, Ole Miss baby blue. Or Georgia, Georgia Red. Or Georgia Red. And then you'd say, uh, I think, uh, Crimson? No, no, wrong one. Your favorite color is gold. And, uh, and then I was going to ask him, 
Would you pay the island boys to share with the country what team you will play for? I'm going to bet his answer will be no, but who knows? <laughs> the time we drove by, did, didn't we see his dad? That's right. Well, we saw his dad a couple of times, I feel like, like twice. But one time we saw them. <laughs> Apparently they have like a one-way street and uh, they drive they drive on the, the wrong way long way going out. So I was like, well, maybe we can catch him on t and put him on TMZ. <laughs> And, uh, we, we can make, like, a hundred bucks. <laughs> but, <laughs> I, I don't know if n that many people know who Cooper is anyway, so I don't think we could have made that much money. But, you know, if you see Kim Kardashian, or, like, <clears throat> Pete Davidson or something, or, like, Olivia Rodrigo, somewhere in the streets, really any, like, kind of A-list or even B-list celebrity, you can make, like, decent money from... Just like giving them your pictures of them. Like I know one uh, one of my friend's sister's friends saw Kim Kardashian like on the highway uh, in her car. She took a picture of her and then TMZ paid her $10,000 for the rights to that photo. Wow. So it, it's a, a paparazzi is a crazy business if you're going after the right people. Well, Cooper, Cooper's on Fox game day you know i think he has a little segment oh i didn't know that yeah i think he i think it might it's either fox but it's something he has like a regular little gig on sunday mornings i think mm -hmm. and the other thing about new orleans and celebrities is we have a tendency to give them their wrong you know and not not uh fangirl out on them mm. and so they like that we like you know everybody has like an unspoken rule on that one that makes sense. I mean, who? What was the 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 place with the uh, flaming Dr. Peppers? Tastes like a draw. It tastes like a Dr. Pepper, but it's not a Dr. Pepper. At the gold mine. The gold mine. The gold mine. Probably. I only had like three, but I'm sure. I I, I think I only had three, one uh -huh. my time there. But I would have totally had more. But I was gonna <laughs> I was gonna bring up when he said celebrity because uh, I think the owner of it he told us that. Um, like Elon Musk like showed up there one time for his sister's like bridal party or something and he was like hey man and, and then he also he called her Stephanie but uh Lady Gaga was there too <laughs> that's right that's right I forgot about that uh is Stephanie actually her real name I think it is I don't know but he calls her whenever he refers to it, he calls her Stephanie <laughs> that's funny <laughs> So first, I guess it is, maybe. I don't, I don't even know. And, uh, I mean, he's literally living, like, a dream job, too, because he only works on, like, it's only open Fridays and Saturdays, right? Yep, and he lives upstairs <laughs> with his three kids. That's, like, that's, like, what I want to do one day. And it's a, it was an old uh, funeral home back in, you know, the 1800s, and the, the cemetery was a block away at the, when the city was first you know, coming in in the 1600s, 1700s, the cemetery was like a block away from his house. Oh yeah, was it? Because it wasn't that where they they hold they held like the, uh, the horse-drawn carriages or something. Yeah, the the horses were kept downstairs where the bar is now. That was a funeral home. I mean, that's and well, upstairs was where the embalming and the and the. Uh, uh, the wakes mm. were held 
and downstairs is where the horses that pulled the carriages for the, the for the casket were downstairs. Yeah, that makes sense. It seems like it's a high. It's it seemed like a high ceiling, so I could see that like horses would be able to fit in there. I think it'd be yeah, cool. There's a, there's he, he's a few buildings. There's a few buildings in in the uh, French Quarter and uh, uh, downtown that are constructed like that, where the funeral home was upstairs and downstairs was the uh, stable for the horses. Yeah, that 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 makes sense. I think it'd be cool if uh, one of the bars down there, like, incorporated, like, if they just, like, kept half of it as a horse place. They just allowed horses to, like, sit in there, or, like, I, I, I agree. That'd be, that'd be cool. That'd be so fun. Like, for for Cassidy and Jared's wedding, I wanted more horses, you know, with the cops. Oh, yeah. (laughs) So then you can, you can just, uh... Keep them in the bar or like the the horse half of the bar. Yeah. And uh, then you could when you get really drunk, you could just be like, "Oh, sweet horses, <laughs> those are cool." <laughs> wow, who brought the horses in? <laughs> I wonder if that horse likes slamming Dr. Peppers. <laughs> let's let's give him a few. <laughs> you you also have to stay there till four o'clock in the morning. I know. Yeah, I thought that'd be fun. Or or go to uh or go to I want to stay up till like the, the latest that Snake and Jake's allows too. <laughs> Two dollars Schlitz. Yeah. Best deal in New New Orleans. Yeah, that is a great deal. So, I can't I yeah. They're one, of the, they, they're one of the largest Schlitz sales uh, establishments that I know. I think it was possibly in the South. They sell more slits than anybody. I mean, that makes sense. They're literally $2 a, a slit. <laughs> I know. And then where I'm trying to think, remember what the most expensive beer you had was. Was it at the Shucker game? Oh, yeah. That was so expensive. It was like 10 or $11 for like just a, it was, it was just like a cup of beer. Did you, did you get a beer at the national, at the, uh, the final four? Uh, I think I did. Yeah, that was that was a inexpensive ticket, huh? Oh yeah, yeah. We went to the uh, NCAA championship game, uh, Kansas versus uh, UNC, and uh, yeah, we we bought we we ended up well because originally we I wasn't even playing. I wasn't really thinking we were gonna go because I was like, man, I don't really want to go by myself, and. Uh, Dave, uh, Tree Man doesn't really want to do it. <laughs> Tree Man doesn't really want to go. And then, like, I, I finally talked you into it because I was like, we can get him, we can get tickets for like 30 bucks. Are you sure you don't want to go? And he's like, uh, okay, fine. Like, if you buy them, I was like, okay, I'll, I'll buy them. So I buy them, and then, uh, we get in there, and <clears throat> it was. I mean, it was, it wasn't, they made it look nice. It was in the, the Superdome, um, the Mercedes-Benz Stadium, so not like the Smoothie King Arena where normal basketball games would, but would be. Oh, it's the, it's the Caesars, Caesars now. Oh, that's right, Caesars, yeah. Thinking of the old one, but, uh, yeah, I, but yeah, they, they definitely filled out that stadium, but I was going to say the, uh, <laughs> we actually, I honestly wasn't feeling great about it when we, when you suggested it, but you were like, let's, let's go see if we can, how low we can sit. I was like, okay. 
And so, because our seats were in like the 600 section, and uh, we, we, we were in like the 120 section, and it was, I think it was behind one of the, they call it basketball hoops, but it, w- it was still pretty far back because it was a stadium, but it was much closer than it, our view would have been if we actually had gone up to our 600 level seats. How to sneak into any section at a sports game. This was, uh, this, this, these were your rules, and let me see if, uh, uh, you agree or disagree with them. Uh, one, find the fattest guy working the section. Step two, when he's not looking, go sit down in that section. Side note, if he or she tries to stop you, ignore them and act like you didn't hear them. Does that sound accurate? Is that the... Right on the money. That's about. That's basically what we did. Uh, yeah, that's my rule book. My, I think my dad at least used to say when he used to go to, I forget if it was Eagles games or something, that one of them, one of his friends, or like one of the dads, would buy like two tickets, and be like, he'd go up to the place where they they didn't have the the technological the digital scanners, or digital tickets, and he'd be like, hey, uh. My, here, here's a ticket for me and my son. He'd have, like, all the, the other kids go up front and already, like, go through and be like, I got the tickets. And so once they were already in, he'd be like, okay, here's here's my ticket and here's my son's ticket. And then the people would be like, wait, but what about all those kids? And they already, they'd already be in and be like, see ya. And then they go... Go get seats. So like five people will get in for like two, two tickets. I like that one. That one's good. The, what we used to do when the Saints played at Tulane Stadium, and even their first years at the Dome, the, it was similar. Like you'd have a a friend who would buy a ticket, and then you would be behind them, and there wouldn't be any scanners or any of that stuff back then. It was they would just take the tickets and tear them in half, and we would be behind the guy with the ticket with just like a $2 or $5 at the back at the most. And you would walk through and give the ticket taker a $5 bill and he'd take it and let you in. And we, we did that a lot of times, but I like how you, you know, your, your gig with the Rams. Now you had become an expert at, at, the ticket scanning. I was just afraid that when we would go in, like, if, because if you don't have uh, the digital ticket, they can't let you in. It's not like, like, you can't scalp tickets anymore because literally if you don't have a digital ticket, if you show up with a piece of paper, they're going to be like, no, like, we don't do that. And so, for me, when I was, when I was like, oh, well, it'll be hard for us to, like, sneak in and get, like, those tickets or like those seats because people were going to be checking them. We we basically got around that because uh, we didn't even show them the ticket. We just, as long as you just act confidently and you go in there and you just, when they're not looking, you go up and sit, like then you're golden. And I think for our case too, like what made us so successful, and we I think we just got lucky because not enough, like the people didn't end up, the the people seats that we sat in like I don't I don't even know if they were there or not because um, yeah I don't know I don't either and I think we literally picked the spots 
We just happened to pick the row where, like, nobody showed up. At, at one point, too, there were, like, literally 10 chicks from U UNC that came by and sat, like, they were like, are you sitting in this row? Or, like, are these your seats or something? I was like, no. <laughs> and they're like, okay. And they all, literally 10, 10 chicks came down and sat sat in the row. And then, when, like, when they, they brought, like, another two more, they were like, oh, dang it. Like, now we can't sit here anymore. Like, let's go back to our real seats. I was like, what the hell? Like, how did that many, how, I mean, they literally must have been, like, I, I think they also did the same strategy as us. Because, yeah, but they, the guy probably didn't even give him like a second look because he was like, oh, they're 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 chicks. Like, I trust them. <laughs> yeah, they look they look believable. But like me, he just kept yelling at me and I didn't respond. Yeah, he yelled at you like three times because he you he went in like a little bit before me, and then I was like, oh man, like he, he's gonna get caught. And then he he called him like three times, like sir, sir, excuse me, sir, can I see your ticket? And then you just acted like you didn't even hear him. And then couldn't tell that you were ignoring him. I, I just literally thought you had like bad hearing or that you knew where you were going to sit. And so that's when I was like, and after he said like the third one, he's like, sir. And then he was like, oh, whatever. He, he's sitting there. That's when I knew I was like, it's go time, baby. And so like right, right as he did that, I knew he wasn't going to give me a second chance because he just spent all that energy trying to like get you and you didn't like give in so i knew that he wasn't gonna give in on me either because i if i was in his situation i would have been doing the same thing i would have been like like screw it like i don't care like <laughs> i'm getting paid like ten dollars like like this isn't it's not worth it for me I, I just remember that as my experience and uh it was really funny too because uh the same the the day before it was like the the two days before was the final Four. So, like, both teams in the Final Four played. Uh, I can't remember which teams played at which times. But, you, uh, yeah, Jared uh, and, and his friends went in. And they didn't have tickets because they, they thought they bought tickets for, like, one game. But they ended up buying it for the championship game. And so they were, so when they went up to the thing, they were like, oh, no, that's actually tickets for the championship game. They were like, oh, dang it. Now we, have to, now we don't know what to do. Um... And even the lady was like, oh, you can just go in if it's just you. And he was like, no, it's like me and my four friends. And she's like, oh, no. And then, like, he ends up having to go to the bathroom. And apparently there's, like, a little hole where, like, people were, you, you were going to the restroom or something. It was porta potties outside with a chain link fence around it. Mm -hmm. And I think he just snuck through the, the chain link fence because he had to go to the bathroom. And then because he snuck in, and then he went in the bathroom, after he went, he was like, there's no security here. Like, we should just sneak in this way. And he, he and so he literally calls his friends, and uh, he's like, guys, like, I think I know a way I can get in. And he calls them, and, he's, and they're like, yeah, like, okay, yeah, we'll do it, why not? And so, like, they all... I, but I'm pretty sure they went, like, one at a time, and they were like, okay, just go to the bathroom, just go in for, like, 30 seconds, then just come out, and then just act like you're going to the game. And <laughs> I think that's what they did, and they ended up just, I don't think they went and sat in any chairs or seats, but they ended up just standing in, like, a 
good section. Ended up watching some really great basketball games. And when and when Jared texted us and told us that he snuck in, you will you were like because you knew so much about ticketing, you went there is no way you could sneak in, no way. <laughs> yeah, but then uh, but then I think I've I've after all my experience too though, like now I just realize that security just doesn't care. Like they they really at, at games. They just don't really have the manpower. Nobody really cares enough. Even, I saw a video the other day. It was a soccer match, I think. And someone had just won and like fans were storming the stadium. And the security guards had their hands out. Uh, their arms out, like stretched out. And like, people were just running around them. The security wasn't moving. And they were, and then the, even they, there was a video of a guy literally walking through the arms of the security people. The security people didn't even move. Like it was like, oh, we we're like kind of doing our job, <laughs> but it was so bad. It was it was really funny. I don't know if I told you this story, but when Petco just opened up, Jim came down with uh, his three boys and and Diane to the game, and they had that along the third base line. It, it was like a buffet. I don't know what it is now, but it, it was for those seats. And we had seats there, and I just thought that the meal was included with the seats. And I told Jim that, and he went in there and ate. And then they tried to, like, charge him. He goes, oh, no, this is part of the seat. And they, he never did pay. <laughs> <laughs> Plating up your food at the, at the buffet, you can watch the game. I mean, it's mm-hmm. a great area. It's a great sit. Oh, yeah. No, Petco Park's great. Like, I mean, working there and being there was super, super fun. I always enjoyed just working it. But yeah, that's uh, definitely got a piece of like, oh, people trying to like sneak in, and it's like, no, you can't do that. And even when you, even when I forget who was saying, it might have been you that was saying like, oh yeah, like we just like sneak past these people all the time. And I was like, well, that used to be me. Like, I've, I'm taking offense to that. Cause that was like my job, like, <laughs> like now I, but now I'm just like, well now I, I, I definitely see like from the fans' perspective where it's like, oh yeah, I like that's the move, but like from my perspective it was like, dang, like now I know like that you're doing that, so like, we can better prepare or something. But now since I don't do that anymore, I'm like, eh, I don't really care anymore either. I didn't know. Any oyster shucking jobs in the Orange County since you learned how to mm. shuck an oyster in the world. That's right. Um, I, they don't really because there aren't really oysters out here or like <laughs> seafood. The only seafood we have out here is tilapia. <laughs> For those who don't know, tilapia is like his least favorite fish because apparently they eat poop. <laughs> and that's the reason. That's the only reason they don't eat it. Famous for your calling me and leaving me, like, messages. And when I was working with the Rams, he called me as uh, Sean McVay. And then he asked me for, like, to make sure that uh, Aaron Donald got fed tilapia. But I've gotten them from Jeff Bezos, UCSB Buddy, the robot, um, Sean McVay, Duncan, who's his neighbor. Oh, here's one. Coach. He 
Those were funny too. Those were so. I actually, I mean, yeah, they were annoying, but they were also hilarious. At, at one point, I was getting them like once a week. What? Did you ever play back to parents? Yeah, well, I used to tell them that, um, yeah, David, David's calling me and he's leaving me messages and as like UCSB buddy. He's like, hello, my name is UCSB buddy. Uh,. I hope you are doing well in school and not doing any drugs. Smoking. Yes. <laughs> exactly. Your parents signed up for the service. <laughs> Those were the messages I would receive on a weekly basis. Those are the fun. That's the fun part of uh, living with Dave. He always makes fun of you for whatever you're doing. Oh, you're making. Oh, you you bought tilapia. That's that's gross. <laughs> I'm never, I'm never cooking that. Dude, you left it here too. Huh? Oh, I know, I left it there. Well, you never gave me an opportunity to cook it. I was gonna, I was gonna mix it up in like one of the, the, the meals I was gonna make. I was gonna be like, hey, I made fish. And then like, you'd be like, oh, like mahi mahi, and I'd be like, kind of. And then you'd be like, oh, sweet, like let me try it. And then you'd be like, oh, Sam, this is really good. Uh, what was the fish called again? It's like, oh yeah, that's tilapia. And you'd be like, oh, So that would probably be what would happen. Well, hey, thanks for thanks for being on the podcast. Um, 